Have a seat. Tonight's gospel reading reminds me of how hard it was for these people we call the evangelists, so that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, how hard it was for them to just let some of the parables of Jesus be weird. So a lot of them we struggle to make sense of. And Mark's gospel records a couple of those, but then he says this thing at the end, which is, um, he explained everything in private to his disciples. You know, it's as if to say, like, you know, some of them might sound a little strange, but I swear they totally make sense. And if you had been there, and if Jesus had taken you aside, he would have been able to explain them. So the parable of the mustard seed is actually a great example of a parable that I think is pretty effective and makes a decent amount of sense, which is why if we were in a, a Christian tradition where the preacher gets to choose which gospel reading they're going to do, I would go for that one, you know, probably twice a year, right? Because it's always going to apply. You, it's simple, right? Things that seem small and insignificant go up to be big and make a big impact. You know, it's, there's a lot more you could say it's, and insights you, could, you can get from it, but it's, it's one of the more straightforward ones. And it's actually one of the parables that even uh, kind of rigorous scholars of the historical Jesus, they try to track down which words were sure Jesus said and which ones were a little iffy. This is one of only four parables that at least one scholar is really confident went back to Jesus. I forget what the other three are. We'll have to look it up. But this is one of them, the mustard seed. But the other parable today, which I'm forced to read, right, because it's in our lectionary, it comes up this Sunday, is weird. So listen to it just again. The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stock, blah, blah, blah. When the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. I don't know. I mean, it's a little weird, right? It's just that, you know, someone scatters seed, goes to sleep, and after a while it grows and he harvests it. Okay, so, I mean, there are things we could say, but it's kind of weird. So I want to draw attention to what Matthew does with this parable, because it kind of shows us how weird it is. So Matthew's version, and he has the same sequence of parables, including this mustard seed one, which he doesn't change at all. Mustard seed one, don't mess with that. That's good. But this one, you may be familiar with this. Matthew's version is the weeds and the wheat. So the guy scatters seed, and then it says, so it's longer, um, while he, so it's not just he sleeps and rises, sleeps and rises. Here's, he goes to sleep, and an evil one comes and sows evil seed. Okay, so you can almost see, say Matthew thinking, hmm, you know, what this parable needs is a bad guy, right? You know, it's like Hollywood scripts. You read them, you're like, we need a better villain, right? So we get a bad guy. And then we get the end, the harvest has come, and they separate the weeds from the wheat. And then Jesus later, only in Matthew's gospel, Go, or well, as opposed to Marx, goes on to explain, oh, the harvest time is the end of the world when you're se- you know, separating wicked from good people. Um, so again, it's like, well, what this story needs is kind of a, like a symbol, right? The harvest isn't just a harvest. The harvest is the end of the world. So this story has more evil, a bad guy, uh, a symbol, and judgment, right? So that's, these are all the things Matthew thought was missing from that parable that I described as kind of weird. Okay. So one of my favorite things to do with my students in my Bible as literature class is to give them a parable from the Gospel of Thomas, because the Gospel of Thomas, an apocryphal gospel, it doesn't worry about things being weird. It just gives you all this weird stuff, some of which 
might go back to Jesus, some of which probably doesn't, but it's weird. And one of those parables is my favorite one. Is And I like giving them to students because they've never heard a sermon about it. They've never heard the right interpretation. But it's uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a woman with a, a jar of meal. And the jar has a hole in it. And she walks home and finds the jar empty. That's it. That's the end of the story. Okay, so students, they have a great time. What could this possibly mean? And they, they get a better sense of a parable as something to play with and explore, not something that makes sense right away. Well, I think, after wrestling with this, this is just sort of what, I, what I've come to, it, including that jar parable and the scattering of the seed. I think in the jar parable, I don't know, you know, but it seems like maybe, you know, most of us assume, oh, empty jar, that's a bad thing. She lost everything. But I think if the kingdom of heaven is like that meal falling out of the jar as she walks home, the kingdom of God is something that she scatters without even knowing it. And the same is maybe going on in this parable from tonight, right? He, this kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day and it grows and they don't know how, right? And then all of a sudden, there's a harvest. So that's what I'd like us to sit with tonight, I guess. And again, it's weird. Maybe the next time this parable comes around three years from now, I'll think something completely different, right? But, but for now, I'm going to kind of let the parable be a little weird. And so for tonight, that's what I've got. The kingdom of God is something that we scatter, that grows, and we don't know how. Amen. Amen.